As the great independent director, Mr. Werner Herzog, once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. Hello and welcome back to Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. Welcome back. What are you talking about? We were here just yesterday. Yes. Yesterday was... Eight weeks ago. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm Barbecue Ben. And I am Chicken Twisties Jacob. And Jacob has very understandably been on a bit of a uh, time at uni doing honours. So we've been a bit... uh, What's the word? Yeah. Obviously, honours and work has been a little intense. So... Um, our availabilities haven't lined up as much as we would like for it to, but hopefully it'll, it, it seems to be settling down soonish. So we're here now. We have a few episodes in store for you. So let's uh, get to it. Right now in Perth, we have the Revelation Film Festival. I think it's in its twenty fifth yep. year, and. Um, it's uh, underway. <laughs> on, 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 uh, Jacob's seen a few films. I haven't yes, had a chance yes. to see one of them so far. Um, and that was Peter Strickland's uh, Flux Gourmet. I haven't seen any Strickland film before this one, but I think Jacob has. And I, uh, I've seen all of his features. Well, what, what do you think of uh, Mr. Strickland? I really like him. He's such a, like, a nice, like... I'm not sure if nice is the word people would mostly associate with, but I think he's a nice filmmaker. He, um, obviously a lot of 60s, 70s, 80s horror, jelly pastiche have been made in the past decade. I would say Strickland's probably been the best at that because he doesn't, he understands not just the aestheticization of it, like, you know, and he understands a lot of the time. Yeah, it's funny, but the humour is very cinematic and I think it's kind of a hard thing to do. Yes. What, I mean, so this is your first Strickland. I, I, I'd i say I'll just reference Duke of Burgundy, Catalina Varga, you know, Barbarian Sound Studio. Like, I love all those three films. I really, really liked In, In Fabric. I think some people gave that a bit too hard of a go. But yeah, um, <laughs> he, he makes some good short films. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, I, I really like him. So going into this as someone who hadn't seen a Strickland film before, Ben, how was the experience of Flux Gourmet for you? Um, I'm a little mixed on it. Okay. Uh, I think it is quite humorous and it has some uh, very fun gags and overall was an enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. But I think between the two of us, I crave or I I don't know appreciate is the right word but like I I think it's a traditional narrative is a little bit more important to me yeah between the two of us yeah and this is to me is just kind of like a series of gags strung strung together very loosely <laughs> and it it does have a plot from beginning to end, but 
I feel like that's only like 10% of it. And it's just kind of like, I, I, I don't really know how to describe it, but, um, for what I enjoyed of it, I very much enjoyed. Yeah. I, I did hear you have chuckle a fair few times. Yeah. Um, some of the gags we won't spoil because mm. they, they are best left to surprise. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, that's interesting because I think this is actually sort of his most accessible film. Okay. Uh, of its features. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I can see people making as like Barbarian Sound Studio, Cuddle and Varga is a bit more accessible. But, you know, I really had a good time with it. I think it's uh, his most outwardly funny film. Like, he's always had a bit of humour, but I feel like... Um, between this is in fabric, he seems to really be liking to hone in on that, which some people really don't like because his humor is often so straightly performed and directed. That's what I mean. I, I, I don't think a lot of people get get that it's meant to be funny. Sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's kind of so bluntly humorous that it's almost subtle. Yeah. Like it kind of loops back around itself that it's played very straight hmm. that some people might might be like, am I supposed to laugh and don't realize that they are? Yeah. And like, there are like there's like slight like gags, which even I'm not sure if I'm meant to find funny, but it's like, um, there's a repeated shot where the, the film, which is about a, uh, what, what do they call it? It's like a culinary Sonic, so, Sonic catering. Yeah. There's a trio of them played by um, Asa Butterfield, Ariane LeBend, and the famous Peter Strickland um, faithful, um, Fatma Muhammad. She, probably in her most prominent role out of his filmography, which is nice to see, considering I think she's been in all of his films. Yeah. Um, Jacob just gave me a look as if to have me confirm <laughs> yes or no, and I'm going to say I trust him. But like, uh, yeah, um... So they, they're Sonic caterers and they're with a journalist who, um, I forget the, I forget his name. His name is Stones in the film and a quick Wikipedia oh, the, search. The, um, the Greek man. Yeah. Marcus Papa Dimitrio. Um, yeah. I, thought, I hope I pronounced that right. I should because I'm, you know, from Macedonia, which <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's, um, they, they're, sh- they're staying in a, guest house during an artist residency run by Gwendolyn Christie's character. Um, and I don't know, like one of the, that's like the basic premise of it. And that the journalist, the Greek man stones, who is, uh, transcribing, doing a bit of a puff piece for them for the yeah thing. He's kind of doesn't really know what he's doing. He's also developed a bit of a flatulence yes. and indigestion and always needs to fart. Yes. Which is the main drama of the film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's silly, but like, yeah. The, anyway, there's a long-winded point to say there's a shot where, because they're in a guest house where they're all in single beds, there's a repeated shot where it's just like a pan. It's like a pan like to the right of like them just sleeping. And like I don't know, but they do the exact same shot like four or five times and every time I found it funny, funnier, like... I don't know. It's those small things that I think, like, I, I don't like the whole, you know, it's for me, but if it's not for me, it's, you know, you know, because I feel that's often a bit of a easy easy yeah, way to, like, back out of your opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I like I get, I completely understand why people wouldn't get on board with Strickland. 
Like, yeah, no, I'm not in a rush to yeah. find out the rest of what he <laughs> does. But I feel like that if you want something a little bit, if you want to be confused and then laugh, it's, there's worse ways you can spend 110 minutes. Um, honestly, I, a particular highlight for me was Richard Bremer, who yes. plays this narcissistic gatekeeping old doctor who's treating um stones for his flagellants and there's something like that's just so like he's just so giddily evil i know he was the original voldemort but like (laughs) there's something like more evil about his character well no because he because he's just like he's always trying to undercut everyone yeah like with academic and I, I choose to believe Stone is a almost a director surrogate character for Peter Strickland because, like, you, you can you can tell that there is a type of cinephile or well-read person, as I'm sure yeah. you know people say. Where it's just like they believe what the the wealth of their knowledge, yeah, and how much they've seen, yeah, equates to like a higher place of being. It's like I know more quantity of i've i've read yeah. a higher quantity of books yeah and like i'd say i've i've watched i'd say i've watched a fair few movies than the average person and like i'm a bit more into the underground stuff than the average person but i like there are filmmakers i know who are just like so much smarter than me well, who yeah. like have seen way less and that because that, yeah. that is not quantifiable yeah. like yeah but like you know, he you know he he steals it. I actually think um, Gwendolyn Christie stole yeah. the show for me. Like all, obviously we've all known she's a great actress. Like um yeah. But like I think I think um I've seen her in this in Personal History of David Copperfield, where she's been in a bit of a more comedic, you know, and even in Fabric, a, a bit more of a comedic like a uh, manner. I think she's like genuinely. A hidden comedic comic genius, like yeah. I she, mean, like, did she have much to do as everybody's favorite Captain Phasma in Star Wars? You know, I like, completely <laughs> forgot she was in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, no, nah, well, well, you know, she, they could they could have actually they should have played her more for laughs, Captain yeah. Phasma. Like she, Gwendolyn Christie's a great comedic talent. Um, and in this, because she plays, she plays the uh, the. The person running the residency, who becomes infatuated with Asa Butterfield's character, but it's just like the way she's infatuated and the way she tries to attract him is just like, <laughs> and, and also paired with just like she's always wearing the most like ridiculous like yeah. headgowns. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure she's like we don't see her hair with her he- head without like a something on it. No, she she you do see her head um in the film. No, you see her oh the, like the full thing. Or... Yeah, you do see her head. Oh, okay, but maybe my memory is. So it's her with always having this like night, like really. Obscure. I mean, that's the most memorable part. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. But no, she's great. Um, but no, I actually, I, I think where I differ from you with this is I actually found it to be quite, quite a moving film about finding your purpose in the world of art when you're you're a bit more introvert, looking from the distance, or you know, hiding something from yourself. Like the character of Stones is probably the main character of the film. Yeah. You know? We, he narrates it. He um, it's from his perspective. From his perspective, you know, we 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 get lengthy 
monologues about how much he wants to, needs to hold in this fart but doesn't want to do it in front yeah. of people and tries to sneak off to the guest room toilet at night so no one hears but yeah but then next time he'll also just be like doing just fucked shit for the yeah <laughs> like he slowly gets indoctrinated into the yeah thing without kind of realizing and i i found it kind of a moving little piece about you know finding yourself when you've been or when you feel like you've been a fly on the wall you know you're you, you, you're gaining confidence in like a strange way and i don't know I, I found that really to be quite moving yeah i think it's like the funniest of strickland's films i think it's the i i, I believe to be the most accessible but <laughs> like um yeah look as, as someone who has um experienced the horrors of holding in farts in front of others it does a good job at psychologically yeah. i mean it probably will be his most accessible film since it is going to be a Shutter original. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you know, I'm glad I saw it in cinemas. I'm glad Revelation yeah. showed it. Yeah, yeah, I really love it. Any yeah. anything you have to say? I mean, if you have Shutter, I think it's definitely worth giving a go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. this has been Changes on the Sidewalk. It I've has. been your host, and next time. We will be also doing another Shutter original, <gasps> Mad God. <gasps> <gasps> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>